Watcher. I am your guide through these vast new realities. Follow me and ponder the question. What if? And here we go. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Welcome back to the Come Book Bullies with Nerdist New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. Boom Shakalaka, with my co-host. Yes, Eli, a.k.a. The Final Girl. There we go. <laughs> and we will talk about what that means later on. And we are back with another episode. And we want to say this episode is brought to you by... Ah, shit, I fucked it up. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Taco Bell. Oh, now, sweet. we are not being endorsed by Taco Bell. They're actually nasty as fuck, and I don't recommend them, especially their breakfast menu. Stay away from them from their breakfast Man, menu. Man, Taco Bell's the shit. What are you talking about? It is <laughs> shit. You will be shitting the whole time. It is when the you shit. Eat it. It's the dope. It's the, the real dope, homie. <laughs> it, it Remember that old that, that video you posted of you going to the taco truck not knowing what you were talking about? <laughs> you saw that? Did yeah. I post it on? Yeah, I didn't you know posted I, it. I didn't know I posted yeah. it. I didn't know I posted it on. <laughs> Can I get a regular taco meat? He said. <laughs> what kind you, of taco I'm, you I'm, want? <laughs> uh, I don't know. A taco. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, how difficult it is. Like, I want a taco. Just get a taco. But that's the reason we're talking about Taco Bell, because something very specific happened to Taco Bell, Eli. Taco Bell is revamping their restaurants. I heard They're that's going supposed to, make... to go. It's supposed to be here. They're doing it up here in Brooklyn Park. Oh. Oh, so that's where it starts. So you're at ground zero. Okay, yeah. so that makes sense. So, yeah, so a lot of stuff is happening with Taco Bell right now. You got a two-story restaurant. They're calling the whole line uh, Taco Bell Defy. So, Eli, for the uninitiated, they don't think a big thing about it. Okay, Taco Bell's revamping. Cool, let's see. But we are initiated, aren't we, Eli? <laughs> because <laughs> we know what this means. This is the beginning of the end. Because we have seen a certain movie that predicted this. And it is, oh, yeah. no, wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's not gonna kill out. This movie, Demolition Man. Oh, I Demolition meant, Man. I thought I thought you meant the Terminator. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Not Terminator. Terminator had it all wrong. Demolition Man had it all right. And the thing is, Demolition Man is one of those movies that predicted everything. Everything that is happening right now, uh, Demolition Man predicted. Matter of fact, I think we're around the timeline of what Demolition Man happened. Now, for people that don't remember the time, uh, the movie, what happened? Demolition Man, uh, Sylvester Stallone, aka John Matrix. No, I'm sorry, that's com uh, Commando. That's Commando. John Spartan. John Spartan. <laughs> Everybody was named John in the '80s. That's uh, John and Jack. Everybody was either John or Jack. But anyway, John Spartan was trans. Uh, he was transported from. He was like a frozen in ice or some shit like Captain America from the '90s to basically like the 2010s or 2020s or something like that. I think the 2020s. And he came to the new line, and what happened was Arnold Schwarzenegger was president, which would have happened if he didn't get caught, you know, screwing his maid. But he was on his way, you know. He wasn't even governing in when that movie came out. Uh, you could, you weren't allowed to touch people. All you could do is that little hand thing right there. Everybody communicated through social media. 
They predicted that. Uh, nobody used toilet paper anymore because they couldn't find any. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Uh, yeah, Taco Bell started the strength the the food chain wars killed off every fast food restaurant that was and they was the last fast food restaurant left so you you eat a high high scale uh taco bell that's where you went to you want to take a nice date you go to taco bell and you weren't allowed to say anything offensive anymore because if you did it was a federal offense so it was allowed to the trolls that lived underground to cause havoc with everybody else that lived above ground that was just nice to everybody because if you say anything mean you get canceled all this was back in in 1990 whatever when demolition man came out oh uh, oh and that weird ass hat damn <laughs> not that <laughs> i keep wanting to, i keep wanting to say this and that that weird ass hairstyle that wesley snipes wore everybody's wearing it now now, not me. Actually, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> it's only a matter of time, Eli. So, yeah, so Demolition Man predicted all this stuff. So the fact that Taco Bell is about to start the food chain wars and about to end everything and have all of us eating Taco Bell, that's the beginning of the end. So that's the beginning of the zombie apocalypse right there. Not COVID, not the Delta variant, not the Omega variant, not the Lambda, Lambda, Lambda variant. No, this. Taco Bell taking over that's the end of the world so that's all i gotta say with that i think we spent too much time on on taco bell especially for this and not paying us to sponsor us oh another thing about taco bell they got the weird ass anime commercial I'm like what the, what is up with that i don't know anyway taco bell's awesome yo had that shit yesterday i eat there all the time but i i <laughs> i uh i um i do prefer taco john's to taco bell i find taco john's far superior I don't That's know what a Taco me. John is. We got a Taco Casa down here. It's like Taco, Taco Bell, but not Taco Bell. Yeah, Taco Casa. Taco but House. It's weird. We got a Taco House here. Yeah. Everybody got a Taco, and and plus that food truck I ate at the other. Day. I don't remember the name of them, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> we got regular taco meat. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So Eli, did you get a chance? We're just gonna just breeze through. Like I said, we actually watched a bunch of TV this week. Well, I watched a bunch of TV this week, and we're just gonna just breeze through these topics. Uh, Eli, did you get a chance to check out, check out Marvel Studios' What If? I finally did tonight, yes. I finally gave it a look. Oh, so you were watching it right before we... Matter of fact, let me share out the link while we're doing this. Okay, so quick review. Like I said, we're just going to just fly through these topics. What did you think about it? I thought it was fine. I, I it, was, it, was, it, was, it was it was fine. It, it was entertaining. Um, animation was cool. Action was cool. I uh, particularly laughed my ass off when she punched the Nazi in the knee. And he went, oh! Yeah, I thought she I, punched him in the nuts at first. I was, I think they wanted to punch him in the nuts, but they were like, oh, this is Disney. You can't yeah. do that. <laughs> but hey, she broke his knee, which was just as brutal. And I thought, I laughed out loud. So, uh, yeah. I mean, punch him in the nuts would have been, you know, striking down the patriarchy, you know, stuff like that, you know. I suppose, yeah. But, uh, so they but, but it was go cool. I mean, yeah, we got to see, uh, you know, Peggy Carter as Captain America and, or Captain Britain or whatever the fuck. Um, that's the thing why didn't they call it captain britain because captain britain is a thing in the comments i guess they saving that for later on yeah so. and steve rogers got to be iron man or got an iron suit and you know it was, which is a plot hole but just go with it just whatever. okay it's it's what if it's what if. it's it's what if you could just do it's, whatever you yeah want to do. you know everyone can calm down it doesn't matter it doesn't matter <laughs> people, people were freaking out because they changed they changed it back but they changed the twitter header they changed the profile pick to Captain Carter, to, to Peggy Carter. And everybody just lost their mind. Ooh. 
They're yeah, destroying I mean, our yeah, even in the be- no. Yeah, even in the beginning where the watcher has to explain, uh, hey y'all, this don't mean shit, so don't take it too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like you gotta give a disclaimer. Of- <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know, it was fine. It was cool. Um, I wasn't like super hyped about it, but you know, I found my I found some time to, you know, because yeah, we did watch a lot of shit this week. We watched like, that shit. Oh, I mean, yeah. The, yeah. The the thing about the thing about what if is that Eli for us, this is old news for us. Oh, what if is not a new thing to us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we grew up on this what if shit where they just crank out a story here and there. Uh, what if Spider Man has six arms? What if you know, uh, Thor was a girl? You know, all this crazy what stuff. If what Wolverine if Wolverine kills the Hulk? And what if Aunt oh, May yeah. was the Punisher? All this shit, man. You know, yeah. it's just like whatever. It's just one-off stories. Someone were cool because most of the time the heroes got killed at the end. I was like, oh, didn't see that coming. Yeah. But most of the time they were just throwaway stories. They were just whatever. Yeah. They were you know. fun. I mean, they were fun. Yeah, they were a little kid, and that's what this is. This is whatever. It's just fun. Who gives a shit? It's you know, right. So it's yeah. nothing really to take serious with this. Honestly, the story to me in this. With the whole thing was just what if Captain America the first Avenger was a girl? That's all. Yeah. I mean, other than that, it just played out the exact same way. I now mean, the the only one, yeah, I, yeah I, I like I wasn't really, I didn't really care about this show. The only one I'm really interested in is the zombies episode, which I guess ain't coming. That's on like the until, very like, last one. I yeah. never gave, I never cared about the Marvel zombies. It's a thing. Me neither. But I'll, I'll watch, I'll watch zombies and shit. I mean, you know, I'll watch it, but I, but I don't really give a shit. <laughs> 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 that's what i so if people were expecting us to get like super hyped about this i like what i will say this eli the animation was awesome i love the animation of this yeah just the stuff they were doing the moving they were doing uh it reminded me of the like the fleischer cartoon the, the 40s fleischer Superman oh, yeah, cartoons. yeah, yeah. yeah like kinda that had style that, but... they're doing on uh star wars resistance they were doing that type of style too you know that okay so yeah. you think it's maybe like the same animators or whatever yeah like the, well yeah disney i mean star wars disney Marvel, mm-hmm. same, same I mean, you you can see the money. You can see the money up there. Yeah. So, and my whole thing about that, I, I I liked it. It was uh cool. You can see the money on screen. You can tell when they just took a shot that was from the movie and just sell shaded. You could tell it, it like it like stood out from everybody else because everything else Lolo like Captain Car- Yeah, you could tell because <laughs> everything else it was like like cartoony, over animated, and all of a sudden it's like realistic. You're like, whoa, whoa, it's like a you know a, a tone shift when, when they do stuff like that but it was it was cool it was nice like i said what if i'm yeah. not too excited about it but this first episode it was cool i think this type of anim- she animation a giant monster at the end now a lot of people are saying that shumu gura i might be screwing that name up from marvel cap marvel's capcom may or may not be may just be a random tentacle monster oh. or maybe the monster <laughs> from marvel's capcom i almost got a screenshot but i forgot about doing it so just whatever but yeah, that's my thing about it. So let's move past it. Like I said, we got a bunch of other TV shows. Got it. Okay, so Eli, you probably didn't watch this. But did you get a chance to watch uh, Titans? No, I haven't watched any of the Titans. Um, yeah, like, I, n- I, none I, of it. Never. I've never watched it. The only the only DC U show I watched was Swamp Thing. So, which was awesome. Yeah, I'm not even yeah, gonna lie. I, no. I haven't watched Doom Patrol. Haven't watched Titans. I hear Red Hood's on this one now. Red Hood is on this one. That's either that's the best thing and the worst thing about this show. I'm okay. gonna see if I can get this. Uh, this has me. Gonna... That has me interested. Like, <laughs> and he's he's heavily featured in. Also, I'm trying to see if I can. Yeah, let me see. I'm just show you a glimpse of it before they flag me. But yeah, Red Hood is on the show. They show Jason Todd getting beaten to death by the Joker. All that is in the show. So, but his thing, all of that is in the first episode. 
oh, nope, I'm screwed up already. Remove. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so all that was in the first episode with that. And the thing about it is that I think it flies by so quickly that you don't have a time to like really take it, you know, take in what all is going on. Like Jason Todd is dead. Boom. Red Hood is here. Boom. Uh, some other stuff happens too, but I'm not going to spoil it for you. I will spoil one thing for you is that they actually show a scene where uh, they show Bruce Wayne's like alternate recruit Robbins that he was planning to capture. And he's got Carrie Kelly, Stephanie Brown and uh, Duke Thomas on there. So they show oh. the footage there. So like, okay, you got like, it's just like real quick. And then Dick kind of got mad. I'm like, what the hell are you recruiting? You got a list of other Robins you're going to recruit in case one of us get killed off? He was like, yeah, <laughs> just in case, you know? Fuck <laughs> so, that, man. Right, so I can see that. I'm trying to see if I can show you. Because like I said, now the thing about it, I like it when the Red Hood is showing up. Uh, But it almost has like a bat in the sun feel to it. That's my only thing. Uh, Let me see if I can fast forward to this part. Because it was like one part that was pretty cool. So now I don't know if that's a knock to bat in the sun or this, you know. Yeah, here we go. Nightwing versus Robin or Red Hood. Yeah, Nightwing versus Red Hood. Like this is all like the second episode like that. They just flying through this stuff, you know, just getting to it as fast as possible. I'm going to stop before I get flagged. So, but yeah, all the stuff right there. But it almost does remind me of like those bat in the sun, Red Hood versus Wolverine type deals like that. But anyway, let me get out of that. Oh, no, out of that. before we get flagged i'm pretty sure we got flagged already but yeah that's the thing so <laughs> yeah so that's my thing it was it flies by surprise and the third episode eli actually pissed me off because i think they took red hood in a in a direction so it's all it's all uh all the episodes are on there no no they're not on there they're just the first oh. three episodes drop oh, i don't okay. i don't know how many i guess it's 10 12 whatever i think 13 is like the magic number for these teen titan shows but the first three episodes drop, and the first two, I was into it, and the first three, Jason Todd does such a, a character shift that he's never done before, that has never been associated with the Red Hood, that it takes me out of the show. I'm just like, maybe we shouldn't did that. And then we're talking about the third episode. You know, like, Jason Todd just does some some really out of character shit, you know. So, And plus the character playing Jason Todd, not really sold on him. I think he's still too bratty, even though in my mind, that's how Jason Todd always been you know yeah but well what well red well robin was like that when he he's a little bit more robin yeah is like that yeah red (laughs) hood isn't you know that's why right red hood isn't he's not all bratty and stuff like that but this one he's definitely coming off bratty so i'm just like i don't know if i I don't know if i can get down with this but i'm (laughs) the show is entertaining the the season three the way it started off is definitely uh, I feel like the strongest out of all the other seasons they've had in these Teen Titans shows so far. Uh, you can tell HBO is spending extra money to get the show looking good. Nightwing is on there, like I said, I just showed you. Yeah. Uh, they got like a shitload of Teen Titans on there, but half of them I don't care about. I pretty much only care about when they get to like the Red Hood Bat Family type stuff. Uh, everybody else, I don't give a shit about. Don't give a shit about Hawk. Don't give a shit about Beast Boy. Don't give a shit about Superboy on this show. Uh, Super- we had... Yeah, he's on the show. Yeah, we had Scarecrow. I kind of like, but even then, they gave him too much time. Uh, Wonder Girl, I wouldn't mind more of her on the show. That's just me, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, I'm I'm into it. I just like it. I'm just hoping this Jason Todd thing, this character switch reveal for me. I think it's too. I don't know. It's too out of character for me. But that's my thing. Uh, let me just keep going on. So we got, like I said, Superman. Oh, is there a new new episode? Shit, 
Yes, it. every that, that's the thing I keep trying to tell everybody that the season isn't over. <laughs> everybody assumed the season was over. Well, they already. keep they keep like skipping. They like like there wasn't an episode last week, and then there's you know it's like I can't keep track of when the hell is the new episode. Yeah, on. it was like COVID did something, anything like that. But yeah, yeah, last week a new episode came out, and it was uh like the I'm not gonna tell you. I just uh, basically the uh what's the dude's name morgan edge came back trying to take over metropolis stuff like that but the mvp of the show was my boy steel because <laughs> he had this awesome ass thing where he like threw the hammer like across the across the city stuff like that smack some chick uh some super and oh, then damn, threw back man. to him yeah, yeah shit to get spoiled and shit <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was the most awesome shit of the thing. I, I, I got to represent, man. Like I said, if, if John Henry Irons is still do some cool shit, I got to show up. We still got that nasty taste of Shaquille O'Neal in our mouth. So anytime he does some awesome shit, I got to show it. So, <laughs> yeah, so shout out to John Henry Irons. That's all I was. I just, just that scene right there that I want to see it. But moving on past that, uh, Stargirl, eh, suck. I don't got any screenshots. I just want to just let you know that it is back. <laughs> Now, here's the thing. I was actually a fan of last season. I thought last season was actually pretty good. But this first episode, I was like, what? And plus, it's been so long since the last season. I forgot what happened. People are showing up like, wait, didn't they kill that person? That person's back? Isn't that person bad? That person's good? Okay, whatever. So, yeah, that's all I got about that. But, yeah, Stargirl's back. Uh, Not on on CW, so it's not on HBO or anything like that. And I think that's it for me. I think I'm I'm TV'd out, so I'm going to pass it to you. It's it's on you now. Okay. What I flew watching? through it to give you give you time to breathe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, let me let me take share your time. A, let them use you. Let me share a screen here. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I well this week or Monday I should say Monday was the uh, premiere of Reservation Dogs on Hulu mm-hmm. or FX whatever FX on Hulu. Um. So this is the very first TV show with all native actors. Well, not everybody's native. There's there are some non-native characters. There's some black folk. There's some white folks. But the natives are all played by real natives. Um, nice. Okay. It, yeah. There's that. There. It's it's directed and written by uh, natives. The crew members were natives. This is like the first of its kind. The first TV show in history. It only took 500 years for the uh, the original inhabitants of this uh, continent to get their own TV show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Better late than never. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're not quite there yet. This isn't prime time. This is on Hulu. We aren't, you know, this ain't on ABC, you know, following Blackish or Full House or anything. But, you know, we're, we're still getting, we're, we're, you know, small steps. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, streaming is kind of the way things are going now anyway. So, yeah. like. Who watches who watches ABC anymore? No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this follows a bunch of kids on the res in Oklahoma. Um, they are trying to raise money to go to California. They want off the res. They're sick of res life and uh, the despair that that goes along with living on a reservation. Um, yeah, you follow these four teenage res kids as they do a bunch of you know you know grimy dirt you know stealing trucks and trying to sell stuff to meth heads and stuff and uh just trying to trying to uh you know hustle their way out of the res um because one of their friends died so uh they they are mourning the loss of a friend um and yeah so it's yeah it just follows the this sort of coming of age 
slice of life um, story about these kids on the res. And it was really cool to see, like I said, you know, representation matters. We, you know, as a native, I don't get to see that hardly ever. Um, and this was cool to see that, to see real authenticity and real representation. Um, and yeah, the demo, us being the demographic for once. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was funny. It had some poignant moments. Um, it does highlight, you know, some of the, you know, the despair of growing up. Uh, obviously their friend is dead. Um, we don't know how or why, but you know, there is that, that element, you know, there is a sorrowfulness um, growing up on the res and, but there's also a bunch of funny stuff too that happens. And, you know, they're just highlighting indigenous resiliency, the, the, the ability to move on and to, um, and to remain resilient and smile and laugh in a world that kind of sucks. Yeah, that that's that's you know that's that's hard to do to be able to to be able to smile in in in, a, in the world when there's so much sorrow in the world. You know, so if you got a chance to laugh, fucking do it. You know, um, but yeah. So uh, a lot of cameos. We have Mike and Funny Bone. They're rappers. They play these little two uh, uh, res dudes on you know cruising around. Uh, they're rappers and stuff. Um, and uh, also, let me see if I can get this going. Uh, okay. uh, I made this. There is a scene where the main character has. Where, where, okay, here. I had to make this. So there is a scene in uh, <laughs> where the main character sort of has a vision, and he's being visited by this old native spirit. But the native spirit is kind of a dumbass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he says he's like, yeah, I was at the battle, of little bighorn, but. Uh, my horse fell over and crushed me, so I didn't get the. I never got the fight. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's like his 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 spirit that's watching over him, and he's played by Dallas Goldtooth, who's one of the fourteen ninety ones. They're like an online comedy group, um, and yeah, it was a, that was one of the most memorable scenes of him. And so I made this. I thought you know I had to. I turned him into a force ghost, you know. So, <laughs> um, and it's already going viral. I already posted it on Twitter, and it's getting a ton of likes and shit. So. <laughs> nice okay it's, it's i see the photoshop ether. skills yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's out <laughs> in the ether um uh, but yeah it was really nice to see natives on tv um uh about the only critique i got is you know it's a little the comedy could be a little dry that's just me mm -hmm. sterling harjo as a filmmaker that's his just his style and i'm just you know i got a fucked up sense of humor i laugh at people getting their heads cut off in horror movies and um this this comedy is a little dry, you know, dry humor for me. Yeah, but so you think it's a little, my, little, little safe? You think? Yeah, that that's just me. Uh, that's just a taste thing. It's just a minor mm -hmm. critique, you know. But I got to keep it real. But other than that, um, yeah, we saw the first two episodes. I think they're airing every Monday on Hulu, and uh, yeah, I'm stoked. Like I said, we you know we're in a time that's like a native renaissance. You know, between this Rutherford Falls. You know, Deb Holland in Congress, you know, the what's his name? Dogface, the guy skating and drinking juice on TikTok, mm -hmm. you know, lot, you know, Molly of Denali, a lot of native stuff in the media right now. And it's 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 pretty cool. We're we're coming up. So uh yeah, so check out reservation dogs if you you know want to see some real natives shit. So. <laughs> nice, okay. All right. So next, I guess we're gonna kind of plant it. Okay, so we're moving to the video game section next. Uh, and we're gonna talk. Eli, I'm gonna give you a chance to talk about this also because this is <laughs> you like that. You already picture, know. Huh? 
You already know. I got it from you. I got it from you, honestly. I saw you post. I was like, you know what? Let's throw this shit up there. It's a nice background scene. I'm not even going to show people what it is because that would definitely get us flagged. So, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, we're going to talk about Friday, uh, Friday the 13th because it was our first game night. We actually decided to have a game night uh, because we've been talking about Friday the 13th doing something and streaming for a while, and we decided to finally do it. Shout out to Gabe. Shout out to Anthony. Shout out to what's that guy's name? I can't remember. Glock something. Popping Glocks or something. I think so. Uh, but yeah, but we got a chance to check it out and uh try to see if I get a good scene with Jason on there. Yeah, when I got a chance to play as Jason just stalking everybody, it was just a fun time. We got a lot, bunch of people just to jump in. I just we almost like we got five people in here or something. <laughs> it was probably the most fun I had playing that game. Um, yeah. I hadn't played it in a couple of years. I had to re-download it because you know, I you know, it was just it's too much shit on my on my hard drive. So um, I re-downloaded it, and I, yeah, it was the first time I played in a couple of years. So it, it took me a little bit to get the hang of it again. But um, but I I never played with people that I knew, you know. And I was always just playing yeah. with. It was when I first got it. It was online only. You know, you can only play with a bunch of people, and um, and sometimes you'd be waiting in the lobby forever, waiting for people to you know jump right. in. So and, you couldn't yeah. do like a party room, or anything like that. On yeah, that. and I and everybody I knew didn't have it, or they had it on Xbox or something. So. That was the, like Friday. It was like the first time I actually played it with people that I knew. So that was kind of fun. So. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's better when everybody knows you can sit there, joke, laugh and stuff like that. It was a little bit difficult getting it. Cause like I said, I've done a stream with other people on there at the same time. So I had to, you know, maneuver that, but it was pretty fun. Yeah. You had I, I don't even have a PlayStation and I did the stream. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the funny thing about it. Well, you were uh, running the stream for like the first hour. There was no gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's the thing because I wasn't paying attention. I was like, I think it's good, but it's not good. Like, like, this like sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, you guys, yeah, suck. <laughs> yeah but yeah, so, then you never played the game before, and you know, but uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I had to check it out. That's the thing, I, I, I honestly, the whole fun of it was figuring out what to do with the game, figuring out on the fly stuff like that. Plus, you guys already knew how to play the game, so that made it even more fun, you know. Yeah, you running around the tree while I'm trying to catch you, oh. with Jason, and stuff, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just running around. <laughs> circles i piss so many people off when i do that online they get all i'm pretty sure off. it's yeah. a it's a way to get around it <laughs> yeah they get all mad and they'll just you see you know because you know jason can warp or morph someplace I'll, yeah. I'll just keep running around a tree or a fence and he can't catch me because i'm just running around in circles and all of a sudden i'll just see jason disappear like he gets mad and leaves. <laughs> he's like fuck this guy <laughs> i'm gonna just go find somebody else right i'm like damn i'm chasing after eli again wait let me find somebody else shit you know <laughs> Uh, but yeah, definitely. But you said it was something that you wanted to say, like what prevented the game from doing something? Oh, well, there's a lawsuit going on. Um, all, all Friday the 13th content, official content is, uh, is on hold because there's a lawsuit going on with the original writer and the producers, um, over rights. Um, Which is why they so, can't even make a new movie, right? Yeah, they had, yeah, they this has been going on for a few years. They have they were gonna make a movie a few years ago that got scrapped because of the lawsuit. The game, the reason why there's no new downloadable content for the game is because of the lawsuit. Um, there's supposed to be more kills, more outfits, more modes, you know, more gaming modes that they the the the, the developers cannot release until this lawsuit is resolved. So. Uh, kind of sucks. Um, yeah. It's but so I did watch the fan film, the brand new fan film, Jason Rising, 
uh, dropped on Friday too. I thought I you meant Red, Red Hood. That's what I thought you said when you said Jason Rising. I'm thinking Jason Todd Rising. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking the whole time. Like, oh, he's going to talk about Teen Titans. Okay. <laughs> no, Jason Rising. It's a fan, a Friday the 13th fan film, um, and they dropped it on on Friday the 13th. Um, it was what you know. As a fan film, it's really not bad. You can tell the effort that was put in. A lot of love, a lot of passion, pretty solid kills, a lot of cool Easter eggs. And um, but, and I actually got into a discussion with some fans on, on the Friday 13th board. Like, how did Alice show up? Alice is one of the final girls. She, served, she was the, from the first movie, the very first movie, who killed Jason's mom. She's the one who right. cut off her head in the original. She gets killed at the beginning of part two, but she shows up in this movie, in this fan film. I'm like, how the, where the, how the fuck she gets still alive? So right. I was on a discussion. And then also Ginny, the final girl from part two, has a little bit of a cameo and she's a doctor. And there's a conversation between Alice and Ginny where they're saying, oh, I gave you some medication that should help with your hallucination." So that sparked oh, all this debate okay. online. Like, oh, maybe Did it never happened. Right. Maybe it never happened. Maybe that Alice had hallucinations because she lived in the city. And how did Jason go all the way to the city to kill her? And blah 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 blah. And, you know. I mean, but doesn't yeah. every horror movie does that? It always <laughs> maybe it's a fiction, fiction, a uh, figment of yeah. your imagination. You know. Yeah. Because yeah, she. I mean, a screwdriver to the brain. That's pretty. You know, if she survived that, then that yeah, then she's hard as fuck. But yeah, I right. was like, what the fuck is she back? But she got the actual, they actually got the actual actress to be in it, be in, make the cameo. So, um, so yeah, a fan, as a fan film, it's pretty cool. There's a lot of fan films and, you know, Jason movies that, that been on YouTube. Never Hike Alone is a good one. Vengeance is a good one. Um, yeah. So I, I enjoyed it for what it is, you know, you know, not, it's, it's a low budget, but you understand they did a good job with what they had. Yeah, I give it a thumbs up. Cool. Can't complain about that. All right. So next part of the video game section is going to be on me. Eli, I am super hyped for this. Actually, hyped for this. Yes. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, technically it's tomorrow. It's technically today, but tomorrow could be recording late. Uh, they finally going to drop the Black Panther DLC for Marvel's Avengers. Okay. So I'm excited for that one. I've been waiting for that for a while. Uh, it's going to be free. I'm trying to see if I can get a screenshot of that one. Oh, I need um, the game. You need the game first, though. You need the game first. Yeah, they're just going <laughs> to just give you the, the character for free without the game. So, yeah. So, yeah, all you got to do is get the game. And I'm trying to see if I can show you what he looks like on there. But they got all – they dropped all kind of – they're really hyping the hell out this game. They, I think they got the Dora Milaje on there. They got the dude who did the voice for Kratos that the dude on this one. They said the campaign's going to be like eight hours or something like that. Like, you, you're going to have some time playing it. So – and it's pretty much going to be like single player. So you're going to be playing this game for a while. You know, you can just buy the game probably just for this, especially if the game is like cheaper now. And yeah, here we go. Yeah, since it, it bombed or whatever. Thing, like 20 bucks. Yeah, it bombed. They're like, please buy this game. That base <laughs> is base. You can feel it. It's just like this Black Panther is kind of like their make or break, their do or die. Like if this shit don't work, we're screwed. <laughs> and <know>? it's free. <laughs> and it's free. Like, please, please buy the game. You know, uh, let me see if I can show you that shit one more time. So that's the thing. So I, they showed all what his moves are, what his superpowers are going to be. It's going to be single play mode. You fight his claw. I mean, you fight against claw. I think uh, who crossbones also win the game, stuff like that. So cool stuff. You know, can't complain about it. 
yeah, let's move on past that. Now we can move on to the next part of uh com- No, get out of that. I don't know if you heard that or not, but anyway. All right, like I said, this is comic book bullies where we talk about the comic books, we talk about the next section, and Eli, we're gonna do Batman 89. You should go first. Me? Yeah, because it was I'm going first. Right, yeah, you should go first. You know why? Because it was the uh, number one selling book this week. Okay. Yeah. Even uh, with all the uh what was that shit? The free comic book thing. It's bad that we don't know that. We should know this. <laughs> <laughs> let me get, but it is uh, what it is. Oh, okay. Let me, well, let me get my images because I got a ton of images to share. I mean, I was so, gonna throw it up, you know. It's, yeah, well, no, I got no, I actually took screenshots and what have you and all that shit. So cool, I can go, go deep. Okay. I got I can go deep into this. So let me get prepared. Okay. Oops. Where's my Hell, I didn't even get prepared. I didn't get a chance to get the screenshot. Share screen. So Batman 89. What's his name? Sam Wise. What's his name? No, no, that's uh the Hobbit. Sam. <laughs> yeah. Sam Wise. Fat Hobbit. <laughs> oh uh, my god, this this is Sam Ham. That's easy Sam name. Ham. Sam Ham. Sam Ham. Yeah, yeah, he wrote he wrote the original uh Batman script. Um so you got that? Uh let's see. Yeah. Okay. So that's just a variant. That's just a variant cover. So basically this is uh was supposed to be the the third installment of Bat Batman 3. Uh mm-hmm. Tim Burton was originally supposed to direct a third Batman movie, but you know, Warner Brothers was like, they didn't like what he did in part two in Batman Returns. It was like, okay, this is just too dark. Because um, they Cat couldn't Woman, sell any toys from it. Yeah, Catwoman's running around in a stripper outfit. We can't, it's just, we can't, we got to market that this needs to be more kid friendly. We got toys to sell and cartoons to push. So they didn't let him direct part three. So this whole idea was scrapped. Um, but this move, but so this is what this comic is. This is basically. Um, a comic book version of that script of what Tim Burton was supposed to make. And it centers around uh, Harvey, Harvey Dent, Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent. Right. Who was supposed you know? to be Two-Face in the third movie. That's what yeah. they were setting it up as. Yeah. Yeah. And it just sort of follows, you know, him campaigning against masked vigilantes. You know, he's uh, seeking help from Commissioner Gordon and Bruce Wayne to get support for his campaign and, and it sort of foreshadows his transformation into Two-Face because, you know, Commissioner Gordon, like, likes Batman and Bruce Wayne is Batman. So you, you can tell that their, their friendship is going to get fractured over this whole thing. Um, um, also, we have a little, some interesting background stuff. Um, Harvey, like, goes back to his old neighborhood and uh, meets an old friend. In Burnside, which is... This thing you can see this is kind of new because Burnside is in the comics, but it's like in the new 52 comics while mm-hmm. they wrote this, you know, for for today's time. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, he meets an old friend. He kind of tells him about how, you know, don't forget where you come from. Always remember your roots. Um, and then we have and a he's also where- saying like he has a dual identity where he has to be one person, you know, yeah. You know, in the in the, in the hood, basically, and but when he's in front of you know the city of Gotham, he has to be somebody else. So he's like a yeah. a dual identity, which also playing in the whole two face thing. You know. Yeah. And then we have a scene where a kid like robs some you know robs a store for some food to feed his family, and like he gets chased by Batman, and then a Robin shows up, and they get into a fight. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Can I get to that? Let's see. Boom. 
So there's a robber. So a, a, a masked person sort of fights off Batman. And like, so the kid can escape. And then he tells the kid that he'll, he'll uh, you know, he'll pay for whatever. So this kid is sort of watching over the hood. Um, and it's supposed to be Robin. Now, this was this Robin was supposed to be Marlon Wayans. Yep. They actually casted him, you know. Um, but like I said, it never got made. So, it, yeah. But it he was so made. close to getting the role that he still got royalties from Batman Forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because he actually tried out for the suit and everything. So he got he still got paid and still get points for everything. So, yeah, that's that's pretty good. So, yeah, pretty interesting movie. They, I think they said even Catwoman's going to show up again, like in the in the later issues. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, this was a lot of fun. There was a ton of of Easter eggs in this. From, uh, I was wondering, did you see it? Okay, so you okay, saw it. Yeah, okay, I, I, yeah, I broke this shit down. There's a ton of, like, Tim Burton Easter eggs, especially. You know, mm -hmm. um, so right here, we have Lock, Shock, and Barrel, the, the little trick-or-treaters from Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice, um, okay. Yeah, right there, we have Lydia from Beetlejuice. Uh, you know, played by Winona Ryder. There's the Beehive Lady from Mars Attacks. There was also Jim Brown with, from Mars Attacks in here somewhere. I couldn't find him again. I was like in a hurry. But then, yeah, it's Mars Attacks uh, references. Here is uh, the 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 sort of Jack O' Lantern from Sleepy Hollow. And this yeah, is yeah. uh, what's her name? Summer. Is this supposed to be Summer? That reporter. That is Summer the... Summer Gleason from the from the animated TV yeah. uh, anime cartoon. There's yeah. a lot of like influence you can tell from the cartoon. Like Commissioner Gordon looks like he is from the from the cartoon. Yeah. Even though yeah. he didn't look like that in the movie, but yeah, that definitely does look like Summer Gleason from the uh, from the anime series because she yeah. didn't exist in the comics. I don't think. Yeah. And then we have so. Prince. As the Joker. I, I saw that. Yeah, Prince shows up. Yeah. <laughs> Party man. <laughs> <laughs> Trust. Yeah. Uh, oh, trigger warning, Leroy. Trigger warning. Who was that? There, that's okay. Large Marge. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm, I'm so glad that him is so small. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Oh, shit. Is this going to freak Leroy out? So that's Large Marge <laughs> from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Tim Burton's first movie. There she is before she zombied out and gave Leroy nightmares. So. <laughs> <laughs> Still does, right? <laughs> and here's just some more art from, uh, you know, concept art of Robin. Marlon Wayans is Robin. You know, that was pretty cool. And yeah, there's another Robin variant cover. So yeah, I enjoyed this. This was a lot of fun. I mean, I thought I liked the, the little references, the little Easter eggs of the, you know, the Burton universe. And I always liked that. I like those Burton movies. I still do. I know a lot of people shit on them now or because they're not, it doesn't follow comics or whatever the fuck and all that bullshit. But I like the world. I like the dark, gothic, other world, like urban fantasy realm. You know, it's not realistic, but that's what I like about it. That it is just a sort of a fantasy world. Um, and yeah, it influenced the animated series. You know, um, so, yeah, I always dug on I dug on those moves and I still do. So I thought this was a lot of fun. Yeah, this yeah, is I thought a, it was also it, it took me back to those moves. I even played the like the old Batman soundtrack in the background, you know, with Prince. <laughs> yeah, the soundtrack <laughs> is still. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it took me back. It gave me a feeling, except there is one thing, Eli, that they changed that I didn't like. What's that? Batman didn't wear Air Jordans. 
<laughs> that was my thing. In the movie, if you zoom in, Mike uh Batman is wearing Air Jordans that just spray painted over. So in this oh. one, he's not wearing Air Jordans. I was like, why didn't you give Batman the Air Jordans like he did in the movie? That's all. <laughs> my Batman wears Air Jordans. That's just me. So oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess it's on me now. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was awesome too. I thought it was awesome too. It's just that I had so many other books. I was like, let me give uh Eli some of this load. So yeah. All right, so and plus, I got another Batman book I'm doing anyway, so I didn't want to okay. Batman myself out. Because did you hear in November half of the DC books going to be Batman books? I heard, yeah. There's, I mean, there are a shit ton of Batman books already. <laughs> they really are. Like, damn, how much more can you do? I mean, much bat more Batman can you squeeze out? You know, yeah, it's like it's like fucking Marvel with the X Men. <laughs> Right, but X Men are like a bunch of teams. Batman is one guy. <laughs> Batman's just everywhere, you know. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, this is Batman Urban Legend. This is uh this book right here. So basically, oh, this is this is, the one where Robin this, comes out over? Okay, this is the one. I, That's why I, I decided to review because I didn't want to do like a separate thing. I want to make sure we we reviewed it and talked about it in context, and then give our point of view about what's going on with this book. So. Okay. Yeah, let me see. But there's the thing is, this book is divided up into three stories, uh, four stories. But I'm only going to review three because the last one I don't give a shit about. All right. So, like I said, the book starts off and it's basically it's finishing up with a story about kind of like a scarecrow knockoff, but he's not a scarecrow knockoff. Batman has been kidnapped by two villains, Mr. Freeze and his new dude called Cheer, who is the exact opposite of scarecrow because scarecrow gives you fear, Cheer gives you cheer. He yeah, joy. He, he, yeah, joy. He makes you so euphoric that you pretty much are paralyzed with happiness. Jubilee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's his thing. So he's captured Batman and doing all kinds of crazy stuff like that. And the only person that's going after to get him is Jason Todd. So we got a Jason. This is a Jason Todd story, and he's able. He's it turns surprising. out. Jason, that's what I thought, man. You confused me the whole time. Like, okay, he's gonna talk about this new fan fiction Red Hood story. Nope, <laughs> Friday Thirteenth. <laughs> that's so funny that 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 that's you can tell of the person's personality if you. They just say Jason. Jason what do you think reference. when you say Jason? <laughs> like, Jason, yeah, because you you never did say Jason Todd. I just assumed Jason. That's my mom went to. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, go back to this book. Okay. So, Jason Todd, uh, it turns out Batman did find a cure for Cheers, Cheers Tox, whatever like that, but he only has one. It's a prototype. And it's been untested, but he said he got to use it. There's something like that. Barbara said, him, be careful. It's been untested, and you're going against two supervillains that have already captured Batman, so you need some help. So, he's like, huh, I can't go in unprepared. And he's looking at the Batman suit and stuff like that. So while doing that, Batman is, you know, being tortured by cheer. Uh, he's being doused and all stuff like that. And it turns out that's when Jason Todd shows up in a Batman suit. He takes one of Batman suit and he outfits because, he know, he needs some extra, you know, stuff to fight against Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze frees him, tells him, chill, you know. And then he breaks loose and shit like that because he's wearing the Batman suit. It's like a thermal Batman suit takes out Mr. Freeze. But then he gets knocked out by some other bad guys. And, and that's when cheer hits him with his cheer toxin. You know, and he imagined his happiest moment that never happened, the moment that he wished happened, that he's back, that Bruce killed the Joker. That would have been his happiest moment, he, the moment <laughs> he wished happened. Yeah. And Bruce gives up being Batman. He gives up being Robin and Red Hood, stuff like that. And everybody's just happy. The whole Bat family there, Barbara, Dick, Damien, Stephanie, all of them just chilling. 
that would be his happiest moment. But it's not real. But he's like, I so I could use the prototype on me, or I could use it on Batman. So I can't use it on myself because only one. So I got to fight my way through this. And she's like, Oh, you fought your way through that? Okay, I wasn't expecting that. Your willpower must be strong. Of course, I didn't give you the dose strong enough that Batman had, but I'm impressed, you know. So, and Jason's like, don't worry about me, because I brought back up. And it turns out, boom, where are they? Yeah, the Bat family's there. Well, some of them. Batgirl, Batwoman, uh, Nightwing, Duke, all those guys like that. And they fight, so Cheer tries to take off, and that's when jason frees batman and batman is is smiling because he's been so hit with euphoria you know he's just out of his gore so jason hits him with the uh the antidote and batman's back to normal and he's fucking pissed (laughs) where's cheer he chases ass down batman is on his ass and because he's like look i can handle scarecrow scarecrow shows you your worst fears and i've been able to handle my worst fears because i'm batman that's what i do but what you did is even worse than that. You made me happy. Batman can't be happy because you made me happy, then took it away from me. So Batman is dangling his ass over the edge, and Jason's just like, don't do it. I always wanted you to see the way I think and do these criminals the way that I do, but I don't want you to come down to my level on an asshole like cheer. You know, do it with somebody big, Deathstroke, Penguin, Joker, not this asshole, you know. So and Batman's just like what he showed because what Batman what he showed Batman traumatized him. They don't say what Batman what Batman did yet. They will show it later on. So we see three weeks later, uh, the base of the victims of Cheer come back and Leslie Thompson like you know counsel and stuff like that. And Bruce and Jason outside talking and, and basically Bruce is just like, oh uh, no, basically Jason says I give up guns. I'm done with guns. Like, I'm not done killing bad guys because I think some of them need to die. <laughs> but I'm going to give the guns. I'm trying to, you know, it's like, like like I'm quitting smoking. I'm trying to ease my way off of it. So Bruce is just like, you know, I understand. And they shake hands. Uh, Jason gets on the bike and, and drives off. Uh, rides off. So Leslie Thompson comes out. She's like, did you leave? Like, yeah. Did you hug him, Bruce? I, I shook his hand. She's like, damn it, Bruce. You're like, look, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to get better with him, you know. So, but... When Jason gets home, oh no, we see Batman. We see what Batman saw in the cheer, in the cheer toxin thing. So what he saw was that he killed Joker, <laughs> or he let no, no, no. He like Red Hood threw him in there, and then Joe and Batman choked the life out of him. That is his happiest moment, and he quits being Batman, and Jason quits being Red Hood, and they so basically they had the same happiness. So yeah. So that's the thing. So, but Batman leaves a note on Jason that said, I'm having family dinner Thursday, swing through. And Jason's like, I might, old man. I don't know. And the book in. Turns out, guess who the writer was? Chip Zdarsky. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. I'm, the next book, I'm going to just fly through this one because we want to know what happens to the next book after this one. Basically, Wonder Woman versus Zealot. Zealot is, you know, remember that Wildcats character? Uh, no, yeah. I don't. What? You don't? Oh, did you read Wildcats? Not really, no. That's a Damn Jim it. Lee book. Yeah, Wildcats was Jim Lee, right? The... Wildcats. Yeah, that that one. No, okay. No, I never really got into that. I, I'm gonna show you Zelda. I'm not gonna. Okay, Zelda, <laughs> Zelda, Zelda, Zelda. her. You know her. 
Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I seen her. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's Zealot. Okay, so anyway, she's trying to assassinate Maxwell Lord. Wonder Woman's trying to stop her. That's the book. Okay, moving on. So, uh, <laughs> Tim Drake. So Tim Drake is trying to rescue his quotation friend <laughs> from this uh cult that's trying to kill him and sacrifice him for something, whatever like that. Uh, and he's other bunch of kids, and and Tim Tim is there, saves them. And when he's saying them, the boy, uh, the the boy he rescued, what is his name? I can't remember his name. Anyway, I can't remember his name, whatever it is. He's like, why are you acting like Batman? I, you don't act like Batman. So he tells him, you need to get out of here. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. I've been training. So him and the other guy fight off the these cult members one-on-one, uh, -on -one, and they beat all of them up. And the whole time, oh, yeah, he's saying, like, in case we die, Tell Tim Drake, I wish we could have finished our date, you know, and Tim just smiling. And then they go back fighting again. Turns out these two just just beat the hell out of everybody, you know, uh, just knock everybody out. And that's pretty much the story. Yeah, they just fight everybody. Um, so, yeah, the next day look, we get to the end. Basically, what happened is Robin is having like a conflict of interest. He's like, I need to quit doing things Batman way. I've been conflicted this whole time. I need to start understanding who I am as a person. So, and I know what I want. I know what I want to be. And I know what I want to do. So he goes to that guy's house. Like, like I, said, I forgot the guy's house name. And basically takes him on his offer. Uh, Yeah. Bernard. That's the name. Bernard. Okay. He was like, yeah, I'll take you up on your offer. The end. So. And another book about Black, Black Canary and Deathstroke. I don't care. Let's talk about this. Okay. So let's talk about this thing that is cutting the internet by storm about Jay, uh, Robin is gay. That's what the headlines are saying. Not by, not LGBT, just saying Robin is gay. Not which Robin, just a Robin. <laughs> so they don't know that it's like four or five or six or eight different Robins out there. They just <laughs> saying that all of them are gay. You know, One of them is a girl. <laughs> one of them is a girl, right. So they don't know. They're just saying that. Actually, probably, them, but... probably the coolest one was a girl. Right, <laughs> exactly. Kelly the that, was the Sherry Kelly that was the winner. Like, I'm like, oh, Robin's Robin's a badass. Okay, but like I said, this is Tim Drake. Honestly, Tim Drake is my least favorite Robin. I don't really give a shit what they do with Tim Drake. I feel like with Tim Drake, they don't know what to do with him because all the other Robins have identities. Nightwing is the is the cool one. He's the older brother, you know. Jason Todd is the badass, you know. Um, Damien is the ninja assassin, heir apparent, rise out cool, train whatever. The you little shit. He's the little right. shit. <laughs> the asshole, yeah. But yeah. Tim is just Tim. He's just there. So it's like they don't know what to do with it. Honestly, I feel like, in my opinion, they probably should have just erased him from continuity when they rebooted this shit three reboots ago. You know, you don't need all these damn Robins. They just they just there. So they feel like they need to do something with them. So fine. If you want to make them buy, make them buy. I don't care. I do like the message of the story. The basic, basic message of the story is just be yourself. That's all I was trying to say. The whole point of the book was just trying to say, be yourself. Don't try to be like Batman. Don't try to be like this other person. Just be the best you that you can be. And that's why but he, she's bi, but yeah. he's bi, right? Because, well, I don't know. Have that he had, Stephanie Brown was his girlfriend. Spoiler, right? That was in yeah, Tinian's, spoiler. Yeah. Tinian's run? The, the, the no, that's, that's, no, that's his origin, like in the 90s. That's where Stephanie Brown came but from. Yeah, but I remember in Tinian's run, they were like a whole full fledged thing. Right, but that's where Stephanie Brown came from. She was his girlfriend. That was her point. And then she decided to become a Robin. She like stole his costume, became a Robin later on. But yeah, that was a whole thing. That she started off as his girlfriend. So that's the thing. So he's by, okay, 
whatever. Tim Drake, that's his thing. Yeah, Honestly, well, yeah, I don't. He, he doesn't like. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, he's he is kind of like the whatever Robin. So if this is what makes him, if they can sell a list, if this is what makes him sell, then cool. And that's the thing. Like people keep asking why they keep doing this, why they keep doing it. Is this a gay agenda? There is no gay agenda. If something on TV turns you gay, I promise you, you were gay before you saw it. So yeah. there's no agenda. <laughs> <laughs> and and here's the thing: the reason they do this stuff is for one reason, money. That's why they do it. Because Eli, take a look at this. I'm gonna see if I can blow this bad boy up. Uh, where? That book that I just talked about is so these are the uh the number one books that sold this week. And Batman, and even though it's a Batman book, it's probably gonna sell anyway, but it's in the top five. Why is it in the top five? Because of all this controversy. And not only that, all of the other Batman Urban Legend books are, are selling also, all of them pick up sales. So they know what they're doing. People are complaining why they're doing this stuff. This is why they're doing this stuff. They're doing this to make money. Turning characters gay or LGBT or whatever you want to call it is marketing is free marketing assholes on youtube won't stop talking about it guess what you're making the money all the shit you did with captain marvel talking shit about her you just talk shit to him a billion dollars and you don't even so, give a shit about tim drake anyway so what's the big deal? exactly right <laughs> you never gave a shit about tim drake anyway so why would you care if he's gay or or if he has a a, a, a tin bear orgy who gives a fuck what tim drake does <laughs> That sounds awesome. I will fucking read that. <laughs> I would buy that book. Yeah, I will buy, I'll yeah. buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, it's just the same old shit. Everyone you know, complaining about stupid shit that they, you know, everyone right. complaining about fucking Tim Drake being gay, be jerking off the stepmom porn and lesbians and shit. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. <laughs> but at the same time, Eli, yeah. I have to complain. It's the same thing. I've been saying all that. These publicity stunts and these gimmick stuff. Is it true representation for people to actually looking for representation? Because, like I said, yeah. they did this in some throwaway Batman book. The next writer is going to completely forget about this and yeah. just. Act and the like thing is, happened. I'm not gay. I I don't have that perspective. I don't know. I don't want to speak for them, you know. So mm -hmm. I don't know how what they think of this, or you know, right. if there if there is any you know gay comic book fans that I, I I'd like to hear from them what they right. think about it. But yeah, if if this is just a cheap ploy to you know to give themselves a pat on the back, virtual signaling, which we exactly. always point out, then yeah, yeah, fuck that. But if it if you know if a gay kid, if some a gay comic book fan reads this and is inspired to like, you know, hey, cool, you know, <laughs> right? More than so, something just lip service in a throwaway book. Actually, do something with it, you know. Yeah, and it is kind of obvious they did. It is kind of funny they did this with the least interesting Robin. Yeah, like. Not Damien, even though I is Damien even old enough to it doesn't matter. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Everybody gets you know, flagged for that shit. <laughs> right. Leroy but, said that. <laughs> the views of Leroy do not represent the opinions of comic book bullies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Disclaimer. But you know the funny thing is we came a long way, Eli, because remember Seduction of the Innocent back in the 50s. When they kept saying all this weird shit about Batman and Robin and all these jokes about the ambiguous gate do about Batman and Robin. <laughs> DC had a mandate. They wanted to make sure that they kept that shit away from Batman and Robin. 
Uncle Frank, old Uncle Frank Miller, he suggested that with Dark Knight Returns and why he made Carrie Kelly female. Like that, which that was, actually made it even more problematic. Well, yeah, <laughs> but always suggested that Batman is kind of a creep. Like, right, <laughs> with these little boys running around and stuff like that. You know? So, yeah, it is problematic, but yeah. But yeah, but, but, it's all it's all satire. It's all poking fun at everything, you know. <laughs> Batman recruiting teenage girls bring up a whole nother list of problems. But yeah, hey, but to 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 his credit, Carrie fucking fought sought him out. So yeah, she and she was awesome. She was awesome. I, I love Carrie. Yeah, yeah, Carrie's the shit. I mean, in Dark Knight Three, she's like full on Batman. She is yeah, Batman what, or Batwoman or whatever. Batgirl, Batwoman, Bat Kelly. Yeah. Bat person, yeah. Bat person, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's my thing about it. This, so we we've come a long way where they they no longer have the the stigma of keeping Batman and Robin. Oh, they're straight because Batwoman only exists because of the rumors of Batman and Robin. So like, give him a girlfriend, you know. <laughs> yeah, so that's my thing. Um, yeah, I, and, I think to all, and to all the parents that have a problem with gay shit, oh, I don't want my kids being exposed to blah 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 blah. Um, if, if your kid is gay and that's your attitude, well, that's why they're not coming out (laughs) right? because you're, because you're making them feel ashamed of themselves and shit. Exactly. (laughs) You're doing more damage by that. You know, if, if your kid can handle a man and woman kissing, (laughs) right. (laughs) Or if your kid, if you let your kid watch violence versus uh, people, two people kissing, (laughs) you're (laughs) fucking them up. So. Right. Yeah. All you're doing is just sheltering them and just keeping the shit away from you. That's all. Yeah. So you they just automatically, okay, we, I need to know just to cut my parents out of my life if I'm going to go this route. That's all yeah. they're doing. So you're hurting yourself <laughs> if you do that, parents. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, shit. I think I talked. Oh, and as, like I said, another book, Black Canary, Deathstroke. It's leading to another Deathstroke Incorporated book coming up. So I might pick it up. It's not pretty cool. I just um, watched that Deathstroke cartoon, like, Weeks oh, ago. the the gods and monsters, and Night, demons and, and dungeons, demons and... or knights and dragons or something. Yeah, right. animation, cool. man. Some of them animation, like some some sometimes there's cool animation DC movies, and then some animation. DC kind of is really cutting corners nowadays. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When I look at this, uh, <laughs> no, Captain Carter, what if shit? <laughs> yeah, I look at the Captain Carter shit. I was like, y'all need to step y'all game of DC. Y'all, y'all used to like rule this shit, but now you got this Captain Carter shit. They kind of kicking your ass right now. You know, you used to be the gold standard, but now you want to cut corners left and right and stuff like that. So, um, shit, it, it's on. Even though we kind of shared that, but yeah, it's on you now. I didn't even read that, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how we shared it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just heard that he was gay, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. But there's so many Batman books. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. I oh, already read I'm Batman. Not, I'm, not, I'm not done with Batman books either. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right, well, this is Batman-ish, I guess. Um, I guess I'll do King Shark, number one. Okay. So this is Tim Seeley. Uh, what, so, what else so did he write? He well, he did night. He was doing Nightwing, New Fifth. Oh no, oh, yeah, that's right. Rebirth Nightwing. He mm-hmm. did that for a while. Um, he also does, you know, the. Uh, Hack Slash, he created Hack Slash, one of my favorite books of all time. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, so yeah, Suicide Squad, King Shark, special edition. This is free comic book. This was a free comic book day, but I got it through Comicsology and not my comic book store. I did go to my comic Ooh, book store. You gotta support. I didn't go either, but yeah. Yeah, I, I did go to my comic book store, but they didn't have anything I wanted for free comic book day. I did buy this uh 
you know, I had a bunch of deals going on, so I bought this cool ass little Spider Man, Todd mug. McFarlane. Okay, yeah, McFarlane Spider Man, the Todd mugs. Father. Okay, mm-hmm. and I bought that Brew Baker, uh, the new Brew Baker break, blah, Brew Baker trade. The his newest one was it Pulp or whatever? The newest one Man, he put out. I, it was uh, in paper. Didn't he do die 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 or something or die or kill die, or something? Uh, kill or be killed. Or something like that, yeah. Criminal, fa- fatal, Captain America. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, there wasn't a lot of shit at my comic book store that I was interested in for free comic book day. So I got this through Comixology. So this is Suicide Squad, King Shark, number one. Um, yeah, it follows, what's her name? Deface, some character named Defacer that her her power is, or her she just defaces property with spray paint. But um, but King Shark seems to like her. She's in Belle Reve, and okay, um, she's a criminal. Okay. Yes, and and you know people try to fuck with her, but but King Shark likes her and he protects her. Um, so Waller makes her go on a mission with King Shark because King Shark refuses to go on the mission. So it's like, well, if I send this chick to go, then King Shark will go with her. So they basically go to Hawaii to do some shit, and um, and they meet. In the while they're in the water, they meet King Shark's dad, who's like the king of the, the god or whatever, he, Ninawe or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's basically like, Yo, you've come back to your your spawning grounds. It's you have to so he has to prove himself in some sort of tournament or something, some challenges. He's got to prove himself worthy of the shark god throne. And the first challenge is, let me get it up here let me get it up <laughs> let's get it <laughs> that's up. what she <laughs> said <laughs> there we go the first right. challenge is fighting orca the killer whale woman what i thought that was a marvel character oh I'm, never mind oh, wait, okay <laughs> so there's an orca chick well orca technically woman. orca the killer whale is a marvel character orca killer whale woman orca the different. whale woman Orko the whale. Okay. Yeah, that's what so they, they did just enough so they're gonna get sued. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so that and then it's that's it to be continued. So it was fun. Three out of five, you know. Cool little cool little way to ride the Suicide Squad movie uh hype. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's how you yeah. do it, Marvel. When a movie comes out, you put out a book coinciding with that movie to sell your books. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't have a Thor movie come out and Thor's a woman. <laughs> right <laughs> rocket raccoons a dog or some shit you know, <laughs> you know like, yeah like, the hulk is a a smart chinese kid or whatever asian kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> right totally awesome like what yeah. what is this I, you know iron man's a teenage black girl <laughs> <laughs> right. oh man yeah, that's captain Marvel america's part. a nazi <laughs> <laughs> and everybody like, what what that one i'm gonna i'm gonna see how that one goes <laughs> they hate everything else but the nazi shit they like you know he wasn't Barbara really Corey. a nazi though <laughs> captain america was right like no no he wasn't oh shit what are we at okay okay so this is what i'm gonna do next i was gonna do some batman shit but i'm gonna stick with wonder woman okay so we're gonna do a wonder woman book let me see get in there Okay, so this is Wonder Woman 777. And she's still hopping across the multiverse, trying to find her way back home. Yes, that is a Quantum Leap reference. Gomer, people know Quantum Leap. It is not that old of a reference. 
Okay. <laughs> so where what am I? New. There we go. Okay. So if you can't see it, she's fighting a dude wearing a skirt, and I'll show you sick exactly what's going on. Matter of fact, let me a see kilt? if I can show you. Eh, that's the thing. Where when is when is it a kilt and when is it a skirt? I uh, did the same thing to me. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's context, you know. <laughs> so but i'll just show you quickly what it looked like okay and i'll let you be the judge about what it is okay so kilt or skirt well you can't really tell from there but anyway fighting skirt all right so wait, what the book is going he just on looks like a, he, he looks like wonder woman in drag that's what he looks like <laughs> i'm glad you picked up on that let's move on forward <laughs> there's more to that so uh like i said wonder woman has hopped into another universe because they hopping from multiverse to multiverse and she's thinking she's came back to her regular universe. She sees the Hall of Justice right in the background. She's like, uh, and she's got six free, six free, and Ratatoski, whatever that that squirrel from from Midgar, uh, Asgard or whatever. So she's like, yeah, we at the Hall of Justice. So we're gonna go here. We don't need a door. I'm just gonna just walk through here. And she looks at the the statues, and it turns out all of the Justice League are women, except for her statue, which has her head cut off. She's like, what's that about? You oh, know, man. so she get there and she sees, you know, she can look like Martian Man. She's like, and she thinks it's Miss Martian. She's like, hey, you know, Martian Man Hunter's niece. She's like, hey, Miss Martian, uh, it's me. She's like, I don't know who you are. She's like, wait, what? How do you don't know me? And my name's not Miss Martian. My name is Marsha. <laughs> you know, so and why are you dressed like Dane of Elysium, which is the dude in the dress that we were talking about earlier? So or or kilt, whatever you want to call it. Like I said, we're we're progressive here at the Comfort Bullies. Uh, uh so yeah so basically said look since you're a martian read my mind you can you tell exactly what's going on so she reads her mind real quick and she's the speed she's like okay look you don't know me i don't know you you think you're on earth one you're not you're on earth 11 you're in a different world and all and basically the world she's on it were all the men are women and the women are men kind of like the uh the other like earth 23 where everybody's white but black and black but white and whatever same thing mm -hmm. black superman you know so that's what's going on with that and she's basically telling her that yeah you you're on earth 11 but we call it earth one your earth one we call it earth 11 because why we call our earth earth one that's us you know so moving forward it turns out it's another dimension hopping villain going around calling herself janice dressed like wonder woman but kind of look like a vampire and has this uh skype that can slice through reality or whatever and she frees dane of elysium and you, they had meanwhile at the hall of justice you know they're talking about the, exactly what's going on she's saying she's diminishing she hopping she has to get back and there's this villain ether called janice that is going around destroying everything and she's probably on her way here so you know all the, the oh, i'm sorry this is justice guild not just league justice guild that's all the women group so dead man shows up and she's like, oh, so you must be dead, man. He's like, well, gender is just a construct. That's what he said, you know, just screwing with it, stuff like that. So uh, anyway, Janice is here, breaks through there. And not only that, she also freed Dane of Elysium, who is Wonder Man. They're definitely going to get sued for that one. So, <laughs> just so yeah. And I don't know, Eli, I'm going to say dress. It looks like a dress or a skirt. Hey, Mini skirt. He's maybe. fucking, hey, he's rocking that shit, though. Yeah, and not afraid to punch a woman. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, and he's talking all this shit like man's world will rise against the the matriarchy 
uh, I, I feel like there's a social commentary, Eli, because the whole time he just said like really fucked up shit. We are the superior uh, gender. We will rise. We will take over. You all are nothing. You all are inferior to me. And you know, Siri's so just like, man, you you got some real problems, man, <laughs> with the way you think, you know. And he's just like, uh, when this when this, tomorrow you will be another notch on my blade. He's just like, uh, hour. I mean, tomorrow you won't last an hour. And that's when the Justice Guild just jumps his ass to take his ass out, you know. Uh, and then Wonder Woman just knocks his ass out, wraps him up in her lasso of whatever the fuck she got. And then that's when the other chick shows up and they fight and that's the book. Some other shit happened. Okay. I just want to just show you Wonder Man. That's all. So, like I said, they're definitely going to sue because Marvel and DC had a big issue about Wonder Man and Wonder Woman. And AJ basically told them, stop making Wonder Man and we're going to sue you. But they had Wonder Man, so yeah, whatever. Yeah, All yeah, right. that's 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 the book. One and, if, and Wonder Woman at the end hops into another dimension and rinse, repeat. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Right. Well, I guess I'll do Star Wars High Republic number eight. Number eight, okay. Let's see. Boom. So this wraps up. This wraps up the uh, the Drengear story arc. So okay. um, we have so this like these like evil plant alien monsters um, called the Drengear are basically infecting planets. They have like a hive mind, and the Jedi and the uh, the Huts had to band together to fight them. So here's a shot, you know, of yeah the. Uh, the Jedi and the Huts mm-hmm. fighting the Drengear. You see uh, Jedi's riding a Rancor, which are, an armored Rancor, which I thought was pretty dope. Um, so yeah, so this is the High Republic era. This is 200 years before the Skywalker saga. Um, I'm digging these books right now. We're not weighed down by what happened to Luke and Leia and Vader and all that shit. And we're not tied into the Knights of the Old Republic. This is just all brand new Star Wars shit. And I'm digging it. So yeah, like I said, they're fighting this evil plant alien race called the Drengear. They're infecting planets. They have a hive mind. They're taking over people's minds. Um, uh, this is like the final battle, this issue. Uh, what's her name? Kreev? The, the one Jedi Padawan. Well, she's, she's just been knighted. She's a Padawan, but she ends up banning, uh, you know, she finds some old, like, uh, lone Jedi called Orla. Mm-hmm. And she brings her to the fight, and they're all kicking ass. And so this is just basically the final battle. They're the Jedi and Huts versus the Drengear. A lot of cool action scenes going on. Let's see what else we got. Uh, boom, we got that. So, oh yeah, here's just Skier riding a Rancor. I just think that's dope. You know. Um, but uh, but Avar Chris, Chris Avar Chris, she's like the marshal. She's like the leader of the Jedi right now. She's kind of like uh, Xavier, Charles Xavier. She can like read everybody's minds and speak speak to every Jedi, you know, at mm-hmm. you know at the same time. Kind of like Cerebro. So she can do that. She ends up trying to enter the the uh, no the the Drengear, The monster grabs her and tries to infect the Jedi. So they grab, so it grabs her, infects her mind, and then inf- because she's like tuned into every other Jedi, it's trying to take over everybody and like infect all the Jedi in the galaxy. 
and everyone's like, oh shit, but the Jedi are too powerful. They're like, no, we're not, you're not infecting us. We're infecting you. <laughs> and they do the Jedi mind trick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they all do the all giant Jedi mind trick and destroy the Dren gear. And everyone's like, cool. All right, let's go party. We got that big uh fair going on. They're 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 celebrating the Starlight Beacon uh thing, and there's like some fair going on on some planet. They're like, okay, cool, let's uh let's let's go do that. And um, but then they get a uh a distress signal. They'll know the the Nile have attacked the planet and fucked up the fair. Now the Nile are like these space pirates. They're like the ongoing uh, enemies in this series. They're like space pirates. And uh, and they basically bomb the fair. And they're like, oh shit, to be continued. So this is cool. This is fun. Like I said, I'm digging these High Republic books right now. So four out of five. They haven't lost me yet. So. Cool. Okay. All right. So my last book. My last book. This one caught my interest. I was going to just... Do... Oh, shit. Actually, it's not my last book. I got another book to do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about this, but I'm going to go ahead and do this one anyway. This book is, and it might be, the, uh, yeah, Pennyworth. I don't oh, know if you knew about this book. Yeah, yeah like, I saw this. Yeah. I was like, what? Okay. It's so, like, for those who don't know what this yeah. is, okay, so Alfred Pennyworth has his own solo comic. For those who don't know who Alfred Pennyworth is or what he used to do, he's Batman's butler. But before he was Batman's butler, he had a past. And it's been it's been fluid about exactly what his past was, but they kind of have, you know, gone to the route that he's they hinted that he was ex-military, he was ex-navy, not just straight say he was a spy, he was James Bond, he was James Bond before he was uh, you know, Alfred's, you know, Batman's butler and Damien's nanny and shit like that. So that's going on with him. So uh yeah, and look at the post. This is the poster of Spectre, you know, from uh it looks like the a James Bond book. That's what I'm saying. It looks like that. Like they're not even pretending like it's not. It's got the oh, uh, let me see. You can see the the art, the s- hammer and sickle behind it. You know, yeah. some chick in the background. Like says, you know, it's Cold War era. You know, da-da, he da-da. even looks like Sean Connery. Pennyworth, Alfred Pennyworth. So anyway, was oh, and plus that. Have you seen the TV show, Eli? No, I haven't. Okay, I've been looking for the TV show. They keep saying that it's supposed to be on uh, HBO Max, but I can't find on HBO Max. It, I thought maybe it, so. it wasn't on like Epics or Stars or something. I think weird... it's still on Epics or Stars, something like that. It was like something, exclusive yeah. to them where they showed yeah. it. It's on season three now. They have a season three coming out. Yeah. So it's a hit it. wherever it is. Like so, Alfred Pennyworth has also, and they pretty much said exactly what it, what we thought it was. It's a, it's a James Bond show, but his asset he's protected is actually Thomas Wayne. So that's okay. what the show is. Yeah. So uh and he's like like banging chicks in the stores like that. Like it is like R-rated or some shit. Cool. That's what I was hearing. So anyway, getting to the book. Um getting past that. So the book starts off with a guy hanging from the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> and he's talking to French. He was like, Revit, let me go. All I do is sell TVs. I don't know what you're talking about. And it turns out it's Alfred hanging here from the Alfred ta- Eiffel Tower. He's calling Revit because that's his undercover name that he gave him. Oh, he was so like, that's Look. where Batman got the idea. <laughs> right. He, he got it from Alfred. You know. So he's hanging it. He was like, Look, tell me the information I want. You got 10 seconds to tell me the information I want to know. Or you got 10 seconds to wish you told me what I had to do. Because that's how long it's going to take you for drop, you know, to hit the ground. So he's at the top of the Eiffel Tower. And then when he gets there, you know, he's walking through, you know, 
praying, stuff like that. And basically saying his name, that he's been undercover as Alexander Rivette. And he's been spending six months trying to convince that guy that he's this hitman that works for this, you know, French gangster. But when it didn't work, that's why he hung his ass from uh, the French Tower, uh, from the Eiffel Tower. And the information that he got from the guy was that the Americans had a nuclear weapon stolen from them on British soil. And it was and they sold it to the Russians. So the Russians have some kind of nuclear weapon and it's his job by MI6 to get this back. Even though they say MI5, he's not MI5, he's MI6. I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to break this down because I learned this from James Bond movies. Now, the difference between MI5 and MI6, MI5 operates on British soil, MI6 operates on foreign soil. Same difference between FBI and the CIA. FBI operates on this soil. CIA is not allowed to operate on American soil. They operate everywhere else. They go around and fuck up everybody else's country. You know, so in my five, in my six, FBI, CIA, that's the difference. Now, back to the story. Um, so I'm going forward and saying in my six. So he goes there and we're going to go to the end. And anyway, there are three stories in this book. One was the James Bond story we have going on. Another one shows him when he's younger and it turns out that his dad was a butler and his dad was a butler for the, the, secretary of treasury or whatever you call that in in britain in in england and the secretary's daughter was his best friend but when they grew up it became his girlfriend loved his life and they're both spies and they go around just fucking up shits like that so they're on their way to the arctic the arctic circle because that's where they're hiding that's where the russians are hiding this nuclear weapon so they're sneaking in and pretending to be russians russian soldiers and the thing was the reason they got caught is because he slipped up in his jargon of, of Russian language and the guy recognized it, knew they were spies. So they sneak aboard. And for the rest of the time they're on board, Alfred doesn't say anything. He says to fuck up because, you know, if he says anything, he's going to screw up. So they meet a Russian general. She does all the talking. And her Russian accent is perfect. You know, she that's doesn't screw a, up at all. That's a pretty good ship, whoever drew that. Yeah, I don't know who drove this, but it, it was it was pretty nice, especially like this... Uh, and it probably traces like that, but yeah. So they're going to this uh that they, they on this ship called the icebreaker, where it just basically just breaks ice because they're going to the Arctic Arctic Circle. Mm-hmm. Um, moving forward, so and like I said, and they basically flirt with each other the whole time, you know, like some some James Bond shit. You know, she's like, well, basically, when we done with this mission, we'll find a soldier. Uh, we'll sleep in the bed of a Russian soldier after we throw his ass overboard, and we'll warm each other up. You know, stuff like that. You know, um. And they're actually running right there. They're right there. They're running from one icebreaker to the next one because this is their target. They have to get to that ship because that's where the nuclear weapons that the Russians stole or, or you know, sold from there. So then this is where we get to the third story. And it's actually modern day or right before, you know, he died or whatever. Uh, I'll just play a fast there because basically it is Alfred's in a room and he's being kidnapped by some people we don't know. So Alfred is is basically helping out the Russians because the Russian ship is attacking them. So somebody has hijacked the ship. So they're making their way, trying to get to the front of it. Oh, this is the story. Somebody got shot. Don't care. Uh, they get inside. The, Alfred and his and his girlfriend Shirley are able to make their way into it, and they see what they're holding. It's not a nuclear weapon. It's a dude that can. Oh, it froze up. Yeah, that can. Oh, make weapons out of himself or something? I guess this is going on right now, and it's freezing up on me, but that's okay. So Alfred actually blows this guy away, 
with some kind of weapon that he has. I can't find it. Ah, anyway, it's screwed up on me. And he blasts his ass through it, but it doesn't kill him. And he's like, he doesn't know how many guys are left, but that's what's going on. And it turns out that Alfred is being held captive, but he's being, but the guy that's supposed to come rescue him, his best friend, uh, Wavy Dave or Davy Boy or whatever the fuck his name is, he's captured also in the room with him. So to be continued. So wasn't quite the spy adventure I was expecting. I was expecting more espionage. And I wasn't expecting to see old Alfred there. Like, but that's what we got. So I'm dropping this yeah, book. This book actually can. Yeah, is it yeah. just like a one shot with anthology? No, no, no. Or? It's a, it's a it's a. I think it's like a a, a seven series story. I think it's a seven issue series. Okay. So it's it's a it's a story, a continuous story. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So some more stuff coming up, but I'm I'm jumping up. I I was just curious to see yeah. it, so I reviewed it, talked about it. Honestly, the book was kind of tough to get through because it kept jumping around between old Alfred, young Alfred, James Bond, Alfred. I like the Alfreds. <laughs> just keep it simple, you know. But yeah, that's what I got. So, okay. Well, I will do my last book is Bitter Root number 15. Okay. So, Bitter Root is the, uh, the Sangria family. They fight demons in 1920s Harlem. Um, Y'all know I've been, this, I've been all over this book since the get go. This is like one of my favorite comics right now. Make it a movie or a TV show or something out of this that Gina. Yeah. Uh, not Gina Davis. Regina King. Regina, Regina King. King. <laughs> <laughs> Let me correct directing. you before we get hate mail. <laughs> yeah, Regina King is directing. Uh, Ryan Coogler is producing it. So stoked for that. But this is, uh, so yeah, this is a family of demon fighters in uh, 1920s Harlem. They, they fight these demons that feed off of bigotry and hate and sorrow. And during a time of racial tension, there's plenty of that going around. There's plenty of racist uh, hatred and sorrow going around to feed these demons and now the demons are infecting plants so there's like demon trees and shit and they've been fighting this demon tree these last couple issues um this issue wraps up this story arc um it basically i got a fucking image too um it basically starts out with ma etta she's like the patriarch she's like the grandma of the family she is um uh basically meditating she's like in the spirit world talking with the ancestors talking with her ex-husband or her old husband who's in the spirit world now and um and she uses herbs and medicines that's how she that's how she helps the family fight she's all about herbology and all that stuff um and magic um and she basically figures out the way to fight the demons you can't fight hate with hate you have to balance um they uh um there's these creatures called the cantu they're little bunny creatures they're like pets mm. but anyways they th these pets start feeding off of their herb of her herbs and then they release this pollen so i don't know if that's what they're saying like these these creatures that they keep as pets which are sort of full of love that when they eat this magic herb they send off this pollen and that's what they're going to use to fight the evil demon trees. So they're basically saying that you cannot fight with hate. You have to balance it with opposite emotions, you know? And that's what they're saying. Oh, I got, to, I forgot. I got the image to share. So they're like, yo, we got to fight. We can't fight hate with hate. We got to fight it with, you know, togetherness and unity and love. That's how you were. That's how we're going to uh, fight this. So they get the whole crew together. 
And I thought this was a pretty epic shot here. Um, splash page of the whole family together, ready to do battle with the evil demons and the trees and shit. Um, and yeah, so it's just a big battle. They're talking about how, you know, as long as they stand together, they're always, they're, you know, that, you know, that um, they're always going to like persevere. That's the key to persevering through, you know, the hate and the sorrow and just and keeping your head up is the key to fighting the, you know, those, that, ne those, the negative trauma of our, of, of our tragic history is togetherness, is through family, is celebrating life and our music and our culture. And that's kind of what the commentary is that they're saying, which I thought was really cool. This comic has always made um, a commentary on what do we do about racism? How do we solve, you know, what do we do about our, our tragic, traumatic, history you know they always ask that question not really give us an answer but they just ask us think about it and i think they're saying that together unity family that's how we get through it essentially so they don't really show us the ending of what happens to the battle if they defeat it or not but all of a sudden we get a time jump to like 1939 okay. world war ii it's World War II. The Nazis are, you know, got the Jewish people in the concentration camps. And here comes the Sangria fan. These are the kids that grew up. You know, there's Cotton and there's, yeah, a bunch of the kids that were little kids in Harlem. Now they're all grown up now. This is like 20 years later. World War II. 1939. Um, so this is before America even joined World War II. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because America didn't join World War II until 1941, and right. it wasn't even the Nazis. It was because the Jap Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. So, right. <laughs> so maybe wonder how did they get over there? That's the thing. Like yes. fighting Nazis. So yeah, so they're fighting Nazis, and you know, um, yeah, I thought that was cool. And did I? Is that it? Is that it? oh? I don't have the last. I, I thought I grabbed the last image, but yeah, it's basically the kids grew up to fight the Nazis. So this is a generational battle. You know, the next generation of the Sangre family are fighting the next generation of racism and bigotry. That the fight still continues, and the key to the fight is togetherness. You know, which um, I thought was pretty cool, and I thought it's cool that yeah, it's 1939, and you know, they that they 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 went to Germany before America. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, this is great. I mean, I, I love this book. Um, it's this is the last arc for now. Um, I don't know when. I mean, obviously, it's going to continue. But yeah, this is uh yeah every yeah. Uh yeah, four out of five. I'm still on this. So, but yeah, it's over for now. So we shall see. Cool. Okay. All right. So my last book, and honestly, I I forgot about this book. I would have done it earlier, <laughs> but I forgot. So like I said, we're going to keep the train going and we're going to keep on cranking out these milestone books. Oh, like yeah. I said, I, get I didn't up. read this. I forgot about this. Yeah. Cause like I said, it's on the DC app. So since I'm getting it for free, I might as well just go ahead and review them. Uh, like I said, represent the culture. There we go. So this is hardware number one and everybody asking. Yes. Just like static. Just like Icon and Rocket, Hardware was in the thick of it back in the 90s also. This is obviously a reboot of the same character Dwayne McDuffie made back in the 90s. The same artist that drew that first book back in the 90s is drawing this one. So you got to, it feels like a milestone book. That's the thing about this one. The other ones didn't feel like it, but this one feels like it. 
not just like a ripoff. So going to it, let's just jump into it. Uh, and matter of fact, it's a, even the same cover is made by the same guy. So yeah, so the book starts off. We're just gonna jump into it. So there's been some few changes with uh hardware that wasn't in the original story. In the original story, when the Big Bang happened, that gave all the Bang Babies and and Milestone superpowers. He actually had nothing to do with that. This time he does. Reason because the company that is responsible for the tear gas that bombed that Black Lives Matter protest, they're blaming it on him. They're saying he's the guy that made the gas in the begin with. You know, so they're coming, they're coming after him. And when he knows they're coming after him, he's putting his hardware suit together, getting ready for them to kick his door in. So they kick his door in with uh like helicopter drones and stuff like that. They get ready to just shoot his ass. So he puts some sign of Iron Man shield, some shit, you know, so they can't blast him and stuff like that. So, and he takes those guys out. Oh, and he's had an AI. His AI is called Pop. And I guess it sounds just like his dad or whatever, the way he talks about it. And he blows up his own building, you know. Oh, Hardware don't give a shit about killing people. I just thought about that. He's, he's one of those, he doesn't have a problem with killing. So he flies out, goes to the top, sees two helicopters, blasts them. Uh, hits him with a plasma knife, plasma sword, cool fight scene, you know. Uh, but anyway, get to the end. He fights these guys, fight them all. We go to the end, and he goes to the real big bad of the story. Uh, Edwin Alva, I think that's what his guy's name is. And he was a big bad of the old story back in the 90s, also. Same thing. Uh, Curtis Metcalf is the name of hardware. He was this, you know, super smart kid. Uh, one of science paper, 12 years old. Edwin saw the value of him and decided to recruit him. Then paid his tuition funds, paid all his money, paid for his inventions, all the stuff like that. Uh, but the thing is, all of the inventions he made, he to he has the patents on them. So everything he made, it belongs to Edwin Alvin. But the thing is, uh, the hardware armor, he never patented. He never told Edwin he was making it. So this armor actually belongs to him. Uh, anyway, get past that. So that's pretty much the book. Yeah, at the end, he tell him, I'm coming for you because he framed him for bombing at Black Lives Matter place. But he's trying to tell him, I'm going to find out who really did it and we'll get to the bottom of it. And he just flies off. And yeah, that's it. So what is the point of this book? Kind of random, kind of whatever. But this book is actually... Dwayne McDuffie's favorite out of the milestone books that he wrote when he originally wrote the book. The reason because hardware is him. That's the thing about this book. This book is actually uh, an analogy, a metaphor or parallel discussion to creative rights. And not just Mm -hmm. black people, not just white people, not just anybody. It's, it's about when you create something for a company that you put your heart and soul into it, and now the company owns it. And that's how he felt when he was working for Marvel at the time and DC at the time. He was like, I'm doing all this hard work for you, but you don't value me at all. You're not going to promote me. You're not looking at me to be editor or anything like that. You're just going to just work me extra harder. So fuck this. I'm out. That's why he went to make, uh, went to make Milestone. I'm going to go to work for myself, make my own stuff. And that's basically what Hardware was doing here. This book sucks, but... <laughs> The original hardware story is pretty awesome because <laughs> I reread that story. I'm like, oh, because they took some stuff that he said in the original book and tried to remix it here, like the story with the parakeet trying to escape the cage because he sees the 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 grass, but he flies the grass and hits the window. 
and it's a metaphor for even though you're free you're not really free you know so okay. it was it was a better metaphor back then it's not really a metaphor here so that's the thing eli it's like the 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 milestone books they don't have that same magic they had back then because those old, old books they still hold up they're still good but these books aren't holding like the art is still good because like i said it's the same guy that's there but the guy writing it all they can do is just rip off what was already done before but they don't even rip it off as good as it was back then they don't read they don't re-innovize it they don't uh tailor it to 2021 or whatever year it is now they just copy and paste it like if the old girl in the 90s sold a typewriter in 2021 she's still still a typewriter that doesn't make any fucking sense you know because she's in Update the retro shit, shit. <laughs> right because she like just throw some shit like come on oh, I, man. i, I, I want to be off the grid or whatever it was yeah like shit. update this shit make it new make it relevant you know want to steal a ps5 <laughs> right <laughs> or something you know <laughs> so but that's my thing so honestly i didn't like this story either but when i but every time i read these milestone books and i don't like the new stuff i reread the old stuff I'm like damn this just the holds up here's the thing eli i'm gonna say something that people don't want to admit they're losing their magic because Dwayne McDuffie isn't there. Dwayne McDuffie was the lifeblood of the old milestone. It wasn't just a whole bunch of black critics just stuck on there and just did shit. No, he ran that shit. He was the best writer in comics at the time. Not black, not whatever. The best. Because when he went on and started doing like the Justice League cartoon and all those made for TV movies, cartoon movies back there, he wrote all that shit. You can tell, oh, this guy knows what the fuck he's doing. He is running shit for 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 uh dc milestone don't really know how good they got it so they're trying to run it without him you can tell it's like a car running with three wheels it, that's what it feels that's what milestone feels like right now i hate to say it but that's what it feels like so i don't know no blood uh, syndicate huh <laughs> no blood syndicate they can't they can't do blood syndicate <laughs> i would love to do it but they, they, they can't need do blood it. syndicate that's like the only one i really got in that's the only one i read right <laughs> right like if you really want to do something do some blood syndicate i'm gonna go read some blood syndicate i remember that shit was like that shit was hardcore that's yeah, I, thought, that's, I thought it was tough <laughs> you know so. oh man and any other book you got i'm booked uh, out i'm done yeah i'm booked out also like i said i don't know what's coming out next week i think the summer movie schedule is over so i guess we're done with movies now i guess i'll review yeah, yeah. lois and clark's oh, season finale the box office did we <laughs> it doesn't matter nobody saw anything nobody saw How about shit that? anyway <laughs> right suicide uh, squad's bombing is all hell right it's like number five and it's it's his second week so it's like other shit man uh i'll talk about it briefly uh it was free guy don't look and something else so i i saw a oh, funny don't tweet breathe going, don't breathe don't, don't breathe too which i want to see the first one was dope People so said this was even better. They said the second yeah. was even better. That's what I'm hearing is, online. This is old man Matt Murdock. Dude's blind and he can whoop ass and shit. <laughs> yeah. Somebody and, and uh the Aretha Franklin biopic is out. Is that out now? Starring Jennifer Hudson. Yeah, it's out. Uh, I saw like the vinyl yeah. record at Target the other day. I was like, oh, yeah. Out. I, I saw a funny tweet of a guy say, I was trying to watch Don't Breathe too, but then I hear Jennifer Hudson loud ass uh three <laughs> three movies down <laughs> with the respect movie. <laughs> oh man. Oh. On that oh, note, yeah. we're going to... Yeah. There was that uh, Night of the Living Dead anime that's coming out soon. Oh, my bad. Cool. I, I forgot to... I actually had it loaded up. I just... I think I skipped over it. Yeah, whatever. It's coming out. looks dope. Check it out. Animated version of Night of the Living Dead. I, I might check that out. We'll, we'll yeah. do a, a thing. So, yeah. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. 
We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence.